This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, May the 12th, 2022. Hope everybody's week is going well. And remember, Headlines is the one-stop shop that you can use each and every day as your source to get all the information in regarding to pro wrestling. We scour all the headlines and all the social media sites to bring you the latest information. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump right into it right now. Mark Milton is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan touts AEW Dynamite ratings and how many fans felt about the show. Now, specifically, AEW President Head of Creative Tony Khan took to Twitter this evening to react to AEW Dynamite ratings for Wednesday's show. Now, as noted, Wednesday's live AEW Dynamite garnered 840,000 fans with a .33 rating in the 18-49 demo on TBS. Now, viewership was up 0.84% from the previous week, while the key demo rating of 3.12, the viewership was up 2.14% from the previous week. Now, in an update, Khan thanked Dynamite viewers and touted how this was the 8th straight week AEW Dynamite ranked in the top five shows on cable. He also mentioned how fans felt about it was one of the best shows. 
He said, and I quote, Thank you for all who watched AEW Dynamite on TBS, our eighth straight week of ranking in the top five of cable. Many fans felt it's one of our best shows. We're back on TNT for a big AEW rampage tomorrow night at a special early time slot of 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4.30 Central and 2.30 Mountain Pacific. Khan mentioned that Wednesday afternoon, his tweet of AEW was one of the strongest lineups that they had ever had. Now for Friday's Rampage on TNT, they have a special early start time, as mentioned, of 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time due to the continuing NBA playoffs. Matches have been announced for Rampage, the Death Triangle versus Mark Quinn, the Butcher, and the Blade, a segment with AEW-TBS champion Jade Cargill and the Baddies, Ruby Soho versus Rio in the quarterfinals of the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament, Sean Spears versus Bear Boulder, plus eight. AEW TNT champion Scorpio Sky defending against Frankie Kazarian. The episode was taped last night after Dynamite went off the air from Long Island, New York. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue with the headlines right now once again from Wrestling Inc. Mark Middleton is writing in at this hour that NBC renews The Young Rock for a third season. NBC has ordered a third season of The Young Rock from WWE legend Dwayne John Johnson and the Seven Bucks Production Company. Now, the second season of Young Rock is currently airing on NBC right now on Tuesday nights. It's available on the Peacock uh, following day with the streaming service. NBC announced today that the show is being renewed for a third season while... American Auto and Grand Crew are being renewed for their second seasons. If you'd like to find out more about this, go ahead and cruise on over to NBC as they have released all the official information about the renewal of the show. Mark Middleton is also writing at this hour, WWE NXT reportedly to set resuming on touring. AEW and WWE resumed their touring after the pandemic ended. The NXT stayed in Florida. Well, they're going to go ahead and resume their touring. And the NXT brand is reportedly going back on the road. It was reported earlier today via Wrestling Observer Radio how there have been talks between NXT resuming the touring schedule for live events. Now, Post Wrestling's John Pollock reports that a schedule has been put together. The NXT brand is scheduled to resume non-televised live events in the state of Florida beginning in June. If you'd like to find out more information about what's going on with NXT, go ahead and follow WWE NXT on all forms of social media. Mark Middleton is writing in today from Wrestling Inc. There's backstage news on MJF's AEW frustration and MJF reportedly leaning towards maybe not re-signing with AEW when his contract expires. MJF reportedly remains frustrated with his AEW contract situation and is leaning towards not re-signing with the company come January 1st, 2024. As noted, it was reported back in late March that AEW President and CEO, General Manager and Head of Creative Tony Khan had a heated discussion with MJF, but then there had a follow-up conversation that went much smoother than that. Khan was, Khan was initially upset with MJF's interview with Ariel Helwani when he was talking about AEW. Now, the reason for Khan's frustration was that MJF did not get permission from PR before he went ahead and accepted the interview. After that, they talked about it, and things were understood. In an update from Fightful Select, it notes that things do not appear to be improving between AEW and MJF. While there have been many signs of outward frustration 
uh, from MJF. When it comes to con side of things, things seem to be getting a little bit more settled in April when the two started talking their issues. Now, word is that there hasn't been anything that's led to further discussions with MJF on a contract. It was noted MJF teases a possibility of joining WWE when his contract expires, and he's not being in character. It is a topic that everyone has weighed in as far as wrestling goes. There have been at least some in AEW who believe that MJF's future with the company is possible through a contract extension. However, also many people with AEW do not believe MJF and Khan are as close as they had used to be. MJF is now leaning towards leaving AEW as when his AEW contract expires once again on January 1st of 2024. According to sources, the contract does expire and a lot can change between now and then, but some negotiations can still happen between now and then, and there have been some mentions, but it's not clear of what could reissue those ignitions with those current conversation talks. You need to follow, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as you will find out more information about the contract updates with CM Punk. Eric Mutter is writing in this hour, William Regal comments on his WWE departure and how there's really no hard feelings between the two. AEW's William Regal sat down with Chris Muller of Bleacher Report to talk about his wrestling career, both current and in the past. On the subject of material that he was given to work with over the years, William Regal stated how fortunate he was to be able to be trusted to do so many things. He says, and I quote, I was fortunate there, meaning WWE, because Mr. McMahon trusted me with whatever he gave me, Regal said. When I hear those stories about people having to do different things, I was given ideas and I just went with them. And I always had the attitude of let's make things work. So when I got the idea of something that I wasn't thrilled with, I still made it work. Sometimes my comments about not hating WWE might offend people, but you hear things and you say, well, we all have writers and sometimes we go with the script and sometimes people do not. When it comes to William Regal, he's very grateful for getting his chance in WWE, but he's also very happy with getting his chance working in AEW. If you'd like to read more about what William Regal had to say, head on over to Wrestling Inc. The article that Eric Mutter has is currently trending on Wrestling Inc. Renee on possibly working again for WWE or if she would ever consider working for AEW. Colby Ferrer is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Renee, WWE and AEW should either one of the sides reach out to make an offer to her. Renee, who is the wife of John Moxley, recently spoke with NBC Sports Boston and explained that should WWE ever give her a call, she'd be open to a return to pro wrestling if the right opportunity was offered. She would go on to say, and I quote, yeah, I mean, I'd listen. If there's one thing I've learned about pro wrestling is you never say never. You know, Things are going to happen, and she said, It's not like I left WWE on bad terms. I wasn't like, screw this job. I don't want to be here. That was not how it was. I just decided not to continue. If you'd like to read more about what Renee would say about returning to WWE, or if Tony Khan ever decided to reach out to her to joining AEW, please go ahead and check out Wrestling Inc. at this hour as this wrestling news story is breaking. Matthew Carlins is also writing from WWE about Vince McMahon. He comments on hiring WWE Chief Human Resource Officer. WWE on Thursday announced the hiring of the company's Chief Human Officer Resource. 
According to WWE News release, Suzette Ramirez Carr will oversee talent acquisitions, employee experience, development and engagement, and HR operations as far as training. She will also report directly to WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. The announcement was made today, and James Johnstone previously served as Senior Vice President of Human Resources. He was let go in April of 2021, and the new additions will take over. If you'd like to find out more about this big announcement, head on over to Wrestling Inc. right now. There's a great article trending right now about WWE's brand new hirings. AEW news. Once again, Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour. AEW and Warner Brothers and Discovery. AEW appears to be a prominent part of the plans for Warner Brothers. Discovery when it pitches to advertisers later this month. The upfront presentation will be that for the first the company since the merger, Discovery and Time Warner Media are excited about the plans for the future. Warner Brothers and Discovery merger will make its presentation at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden on May the 18th. It's part of a week where networks traditionally show prospective advertisers their new offerings for their upcoming seasons. Now, Warner Brothers and Discovery, U.S. Advertising and Sales Officer, recently discussed the outlook for the newly merged companies. He detailed changes to Discovery Premiere, an advertising package package that includes the first run of many of the company's top-tier shows. Among them shows are AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Here is a quote. We're expanding Discovery Premiere, they announced. It will be called Premiere. We're going to keep all of the 30 to 40 Discovery Legacy Lifestyle shows that were in their first run. We're then going to be adding the best of Warner. We have a great audience that's come up and that has been with us for a long time. The broadcast cabling article specifically mentioned AEW programming when listing the covered programmings on their banner. If you'd like to read more about what the merger is going to do and how it's going to affect AEW, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. right now as Matthew Carlins has this article trending today. All right. Matthew Wilkinson is also writing in on what is the future of AEW Blood and Guts cage match. Now, many of you know that AEW Blood and Guts cage match is their response to War Games, which was something that the late Dusty Rhodes had created. AEW is planning on bringing back Blood and Guts very soon, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, as previously reported, AEW had trademarked Blood and Guts this past March. Meltzer noted that he was not aware of who would be in the next match, but with the current storyline going the way it is with Jericho Appreciation Society, it's time for them again to step into the structure. They currently have five men in their faction, and during the latest episode of AEW Dynamite, they were starting down towards seven opponents now. Now, the Jericho Appreciation Society was confronted by Eddie Kingston, Santana and Trees, and all four members of the Blackpool Combat Club. Therefore, a Blood and Guts match would be the direction that would be headed in, according to Meltzer. Now, next week on AEW Dynamite, Chris Jericho and William Regal are set to face off in a promo segment that could end with a match being announced. It appears that AEW is pushing towards a major confrontation at Double or Nothing, but it's not guaranteed it will end up on that show. If you'd like to find out more about what the future for the Blood and Cuts matches, Matthew Wilkinson has this article trending right now on Wrestling Inc.
Matthew Wilkinson also has some news trending today about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns reportedly not wrestling at WWE Hell in a Cell anymore. Roman Reigns will not be involved in the upcoming WWE Hell in a Cell premium live event, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer. While the Tribal Chief has reportedly signed a new deal with WWE recently, it has been widely reported his schedule will be less taxing. The undisputed WWE Universal Champion is not advertised for any TV tapings or live events for July or August, but Roman Reigns is now set to not compete at the next big monthly pay-per-view. It is expected that his next title match will be at WWE's Money in the Bank. Now, right now, it's unknown if this means that He's off all other shows additionally. It's also unclear what will be happening with Drew McIntyre or how WWE plans on explaining the upcoming absences from shows and on from TV. It is expected that Roman Reigns will be involved in WWE Money of the Bank and the SummerSlam show, but those are going to be stadium shows. He is set to be part of television around the buildup of those shows. It was noted that WWE is expected to be advertising four TV tapings where he will be appearing in the near future. The Tribal Chief reportedly is going to appear more frequently than Brock Lesnar, but not as much as he normally does now. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about what's happening with the Tribal Chief, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. and Matthew Carlins has that article trending in at this hour. Ricky Starks is also making news today. Ricky Starks addresses misconceptions of him. I can really whoop some ass. This is being written by Mark O'Brien. Following his debut on AEW Dynamite in June of 2020, Ricky Starks has never shied away from expressing his views on the ongoings within modern wrestling and the landscape. Now, speaking to Al Castle and Brian Solomon on the latest edition of Pro Wrestling Illustrated podcast, Starks spoke in depth about what this title, the FTW title, means and its place in wrestling history. He would go on to say, I think for one, coming to AEW and winning the FTW title was a big deal because I'm big. I'm a big person on the history-making stage of a lot of things. Many past generations haven't had someone like me. You got to be very, very fortunate. That's the original title from 1998. So the thing has seen so much. I would like to even see the Smoking Skull title. Imagine if you had that title, the original one. You would cherish that. You would honor that with everything because it's a part of history. I'm not saying they're on the same level, but I am saying in terms of having such a piece of history, I like that. It is insane. If you'd like to hear more about what Ricky Starks has to say about himself and the landscape of pro wrestling as it stands right now, as as it relates to the past, Mark O'Brien has a great article right now over on Wrestling Inc. Brody King is also trending today. Wrestling Inc.'s Eric Mutter is reporting Brody King wants to face former IWGP champion at the Forbidden Door. Now, while we know that there's so many people that are going to be vying for spots on the Forbidden Door shown. While it's best known by fans that a member of that group, Malachi Black, Brody King has continued to have a wrong, strong presence on New Japan programming. And if he has his way, Brody King would like to see the two worlds collide. In an interview with Ains McVeigh on Inside the Ropes, Brody King talked about how he would like to see the House of Black in New Japan, whether it be in Strong or actually over in Japan itself. He says, and I quote, I would love to see the House of Black in New Japan, whether it be in Japan or here on 
New Japan strong in the United States, he said. I think it would be a cool thing to happen. There are so many matchups that can happen that would blow people away. So many tag team and trios matches. It would be awesome. Brody King may wish to come and thank AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door event because it will be taking place on June 26th at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. King said he's excited about the event and also revealed who his dream singles opponent would be in New Japan. King would go on to say, I'm very excited. I think it's awesome about the Forbidden Door and I feel it's an exciting time to be a wrestler and a wrestling fan. There are so many things and so many matches that can happen during that event. So many people are working together to put wrestling shows in a better place than it was before. I feel like it's just overall exciting. I don't know about a Forbidden Door dream match, but I definitely want to go against Shingo Takagi. If you'd like to read more about what, what he had to say, meaning Brody King, about the possibilities of going over to Japan and increasing the relationship between them and AEW, please go ahead and check out Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit more about Tammy Sitch. Tammy Sitch, as many people know, is in trouble with the law again. Tammy Sitch has fired back at Bill DeMont for demanding that she be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. Sitch brought up the fact that DeMont, who previously worked as a head trainer of WWE, was forced to resign from the company in 2015 amid allegations of severe misconduct over a dozen trainees. She would say, I think Bill DeMott should be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, that's right. He was never inducted. He was too busy sexually harassing female talent and demanding male talent as well. Yet he is worried about a crime that has not even been proven in a court of law. Now, earlier this week, DeMott issued a press release calling for WWE repeat DUI offender to be removed from the Hall of Fame. If you'd like to go ahead and read more about this, you can definitely cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. as that article is reported to be trending at this hour. Mark Middleton is also writing in at this hour, AEW star, well, she's out of the Owen Hart tournament due to an injury. AEW is reportedly set to announce that Hikaru Shida is now injured and that she's being pulled from the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Many people were excited to see her back as she has been plagued with injuries before. Tony Khan taped a segment this week on AEW Rampage where he interviewed TBS champion Jade Cargill and the baddies, Kara Hogan and Red Velvet. And at that point, it was announced that Sheeta is currently on the shelf. So Chris Statlander will be replacing her against Velvet in the first round of the tournament matches, which is scheduled for Friday, May the 20th. Now, currently no other details have been provided regarding the injury. PWI Insider notes that Shivani said the injury occurred during Sheeta's Illy Street fight lost to Serena Deeb that happened back on April 27th edition of AEW Dynamite. We wish her the very best and hopefully she will have a speedy recover. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about more backstage news regarding Cesaro. As we reported yesterday, Cesaro is asking a pretty high price for from promoters. Once again, former WWE Cesaro, also known as Claudio Castanoli, reportedly has strong interest from many wrestling promotions. But as of yesterday, he has announced again that he still has a very high asking price. Now, we don't know the exact amount right now, but it is making many promoters take a giant step backwards. Now, Cesaro has not worked any wrestling shows since his release from WWE, but many promoters are now thinking maybe we should move on because we just don't have it in our budget to bring him in. Right now, Castanoli is asking a number that, compared to some people, is considered astronomical for the indie scene and for some larger promotions. It looks like Cesaro may be making some appearances this summer, as one promoter said that he hoped 
to book him for July, but once again, he's still in contact, but the number hasn't changed. If you'd like to find out more, follow Mark Middleton right now over on Wrestling Inc. He has all of the details. That's going to do it for all the headlines that are trending today in the world of pro wrestling. If you would like to follow me and follow headlines, follow me at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. We would love to have you follow us and support us. If you know a wrestling fan who loves the headlines in the news and wants to know everything that's going on in a short, quick, daily episode, go ahead and have him follow me as we will post headlines each and every day. You can find headlines on every single platform where podcasts are made available. Guys, that's going to do it. Hope you're having a great ending of your week. Please don't miss tomorrow's episode of Headlines. The rule of- 